Kyle Mifshek, how art yes. thou, my friend? <laughs> I'm good, my man. How are you? Just living the dream. <laughs> you know, you know how it goes, right? <clears throat> is that what they call it? It's something like, well, it's somebody's dream. I don't know whose it is, but it's, it's got to be somebody's. <laughs> I guess I, I start having better dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing this with me. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Sorry it took um, me so long to to connect with you and get taken care of. I've been busy. Oh, no. You're good. There's a, a lot going on in your life. So the last thing that you probably should be worrying about is doing a podcast with your boy. <laughs> no, this, this should be the most important. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Screw your kids and, and fiance. It's all about Ben Coons. I know. I just don't. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they don't hear the podcast and, and hear that part. <laughs> Cause then, cause then I'll edit it out. Really. <laughs> well, again, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, have you listened to some of these? Uh, I've, I've listened to a few, like I've skimmed through, but I, dude, I'm honestly the worst at listening to podcasts. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I think you told me that you're a big podcast guy. I'll listen to a few, skim through, and then I get bored and go right back to music, man. <laughs> <clears throat> Glad to know I'm boring, bruv. <laughs> Not just, just you. I feel the same way about Joe Rogan sometimes, so it's okay. You guys are oh, fair part. enough. Fair enough. Um, did you listen to Braden's? Um, or any of Braden's? I, I listened to a little bit, but like I said, I, I skim through, bro. Like, You're good. I honestly just do it to hear you guys' voices, and then I'm, I'm satisfied for the day. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, Braden and you, uh, have played a pretty big, uh, pretty big role in my life the last, I don't know, five, San Antonio was five years, five years ago. Uh, I don't know, dude. It seems like forever ago. Let me think <clears throat> that was what? 2016, 2017, right? Sounds about right. Yeah, when did we graduate? So... Whenever we graduated. Oh, but, never... uh. I never graduated, remember? I was a loser. God damn it, Kyle. I've been there. You were there for like nine years. I, I, was, hiding, <laughs> I was hiding away, playing as much soccer as I could, bro. <laughs> uh, trying to use that weight room as much as I could. Just oh, yeah, that's abuse fair. Abuse the power. Abuse the power. That's fair. Um, but uh, San Antonio was really kind of where I feel like your and my relationship and Braden's kind of took <laughs> off um, a little bit more. Um, but before we kind of get into all that stuff, I am curious on if you remember the first time that you and I met. First time you and I met. It was during soccer. I yes. feel like I, I feel like I met you at indoor. We, you and I played on the same team at the UW soccer camp. Oh, my that's sophomore real, year. That's right. I forgot we, about Pinedale Sorry, and I didn't understand. Oop, Pinedale and uh, <clears throat> Pinedale and Evanston combined um, yeah. teams because there's like four from each from each city. I remember that you had the big redhead goalkeeper, right? Tyler Chandler. Yep. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you had Chema, the Spaniard. The Spaniard. You, you okay? <laughs> I gotta complain about that. You understand? He had been graduated for like three or four years when he went to that camp, right? Yeah, dude, he looked thirty. We, my dad, my dad and I, we forged his birth certificate so that he could come to the camp with us <laughs> because we didn't have enough guys. <clears throat> but also, like, we didn't want to go there and get our asses kicked or butts kicked. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse. Um, you can, it's fine. We we went there and didn't want to get completely destroyed. So he he had played semi professionally over in Spain for a while, <laughs> <laughs> and he was visiting for like a few weeks. And my dad and I were like, yeah, we'll, we'll make you a fake birth certificate if you want to come hang out. <laughs> <laughs> it still didn't work out in our favor too much. No, he scored a ton of goals, though, man. I think that one he game did he, score had, a ton. Like, he had like in that short-sighted game, he had like nine, ten goals. <laughs> yeah. It was insane. That shit was wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, we met. So that was my sophomore year, which would have been 2012. That was... That was my junior year. I'm a year older than you, I think. Yeah. So 2012 is when I first met you. Like, I really didn't know um, – I really didn't know much about you. I just knew that that's when we met. Um, and then you kind of um, 
you were relevant a lot in like just like Pinedale sports. You played. Uh, I think I played you in basketball once. I think that was your senior year. We did. Well, we played. I don't know if I played against you, but Evanson played Pinedale. Yeah. And I and I knew you from there. Um, you played football, uh, soccer, and it's like a, you were involved. So like I just your name was bounced around all over the, all all the time just because Wyoming's so small. But so yeah, I knew yeah. of you. Um, and then we played uh, we played college soccer together. My soft our soft my sophomore year you're like second or third sophomore year super senior year (laughs) (laughs) um you were the goalie uh we were roommates um and uh yeah i can hear you can you hear me yeah sorry i lost you for a sec oh you're good um we were uh so we were we were teammates roommates with good old fashioned Grayson Barnes, and Calvin, and Calvin and Marvin, Calvin Carangua, <laughs> and Marvin, and, pretty and much, la- and Landon, and whoever else wanted to crash our place, and, and Thomas, <laughs> and Thomas. <laughs> almost everybody. Oh fuck, dude, that was a wild time. That was a fun year. Um, but uh, so we were we were close as our our last year at Western, uh, yeah. just because we were teammates and roommates. Um, and then, uh, we went to San Antonio for sales and I was always hesitant on doing summer sales. Um, I knew I wasn't really going to be good at it just because I talking to people like that and that sort of, sort of situation is not really my forte, but you're a good salesman. So you sold my ass on it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> twice. You sold my ass on it twice, which is, that's the, that's the hard part that I couldn't believe. Oh. I was so dead set not the second year, but don't, you got don't, me. Don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really want to talk about to kind of start is our first year, our first year in San Antonio, and then kind of take a break and move into our Virginia year. Um, that first year, what was it like? You know, having you know, did you did you feel sort of somewhat responsible for having like guys like me and Grayson out there? Uh, <clears throat> to an extent, yeah. So, like, I had helped Colton recruit. So, I was I was coming off a year. I, uh, I guess I can backtrack. I, so, for those who don't know, I did a year of sales before Ben and I even roomed together and played soccer together. I was in Austin, Texas for a year with a company called Edge and I was god awful. It was like I had a roommate, a really good friend of mine, um, Adam Jeffs, who, you know, I had moved into the dorms with him and, you know, I saw he had a car paid off and paid his school out of his own pocket and was traveling. And I was like, dude, how are you making this money? during school because I had never heard of summer sales. It was a foreign concept to almost everybody in Wyoming because there's not like a big recruiting pool in Wyoming unless you go to like the colleges, you know, and not everyone was doing that back then. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, he got me introduced and I started doing trainings and would go up to Utah and, you know, meet the CEOs and pretty much just get sold and, you know, get, uh, get recruited. well, that first year, I was I went out in the beginning of April, like middle of April, and uh, left. I think the end of August, like the first week of September, <clears throat> and I sold fifty four accounts. And for those of you who don't know, summer sales fifty four accounts in like five months is just atrocious. <laughs> you know? It's not it's, great. It's not very, especially for pet. Maybe if you're doing like solar and alarms, yeah, you're making great money. But pest, you're not even scraping by. <clears throat> I think I think my back end that year was like two hundred and twenty five bucks. <laughs> and you know that's not. I mean, for a broke college kid, it's like oh cool, that's you know groceries for two months, but it didn't mean much. And so. I had vowed to never do sales again. <clears throat> um, fast forward a year, and our buddy Colt uh, got, got me back into it and kind of brought me back into the, the sales mindset. 
And, uh, you know, I was nervous because I had come off as this successful first year rep when I really wasn't. I just had the mentality like, hey, I need to make sure these guys are as comfortable as possible going into this because they can either have a really cruddy summer like me or they can, you know, make quite a quite a few bucks, make some money. <clears throat> and me, you know, being one of the, my, not the team leads, but like being one of the guys that everyone looked up to, I knew that I had to, uh, I knew that I had to, uh, sorry, give me one second. <laughs> okay, I'm good now. All right, so like I was saying, um, <clears throat> I, uh, so being out there with you guys, I knew that I had to, to not only be a leader, but also like sh- lead by example. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I definitely felt responsible for you and I felt responsible for even for Braden and, and Thomas and everybody, you know, even, even like Caleb Curdy and, and, and Dirty Dev, everybody out there I felt responsible for because at the end of the day, I mean, you guys are all my closest friends, you know, and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you guys were to fail or go home, then I'd feel, I'd feel just as bad as if it was me doing it, you know? Right. And so I, I knew I had big shoes to fill and needed to be that guy. So my, my first summer in San Antonio, my first three months were <sighs> atrocious. Like I ended the summer with 89 or something like that accounts. And like 80% of those came within the last month. Yeah. And your half. last month, you went off. Um, I remember. I went re- like if I would have had, another couple of weeks, like I could have gotten to a hundred something accounts and I would have been, I would, I mean, I didn't really work a ton in in my first year at Utah state, but, um, I worked to keep busy more so than anything. And I kind of have a little bit of fun and, but like the summer sales, it helped me pay for rent for the year. Um, I really wasn't paying utilities or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Cause I was just in like a, I was in a university housing kind of, kind of situation. And so, the first year, it allowed me to not have to pay rent, and I had to work just for fun money, essentially. Yeah. And so it wasn't the greatest year for me, um, but, you know, my dad, when I played baseball, my dad was, you know, I played the first year, and I got beaten in the head like my first pitch. Yeah. And it was a shit year, <laughs> and my dad told me, you got to play a second year. Like you've got to try. If you don't like it, okay, but that's a small sample pool. You don't really, you can't really tell. You had a bad experience. Yeah. Give it one more try, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. And I hated baseball. My second. When year did too. you play baseball? And I was a kid. I was like 10 or 11, 10, 11, 12, okay. something like that. I was dog shit <laughs> at baseball. I was, was going to say we we played Evanston a bunch, so we we combined it in the county <clears throat> that I lived in. So we were Sublette County the Sublet County All-Stars all oh, right. or whatever, and we always played Evanston A and Evanston B. Those are, I mean, you guys had two different mm. All-Star teams. Right, yeah, I didn't play in Evanston because I was taught, I, I didn't like <laughs> baseball. Um, but I didn't enjoy sales in San Antonio, but I enjoyed the company. Yeah. Uh, Braden and I, I mean, I don't remember if you remember how we were lined up when we shared yeah. a room. You guys, our beds were pretty much our beds were pretty much <laughs> yeah. touching, but there was like an inch gap between the two beds, so it wasn't super gay. It was just kind of a little gay. It's only gay if you touch. Isn't that the rule? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, we met. I met Jess Crawford out there, yeah. who Jess and I are still close to this day, and uh, I just made a lot of good relationship, good friends, and so when. Virginia came around. You you approached me first for Virginia, and you're like, "Hey man, what's your what's your deal? Like, what what do you what are you feeling?" And I was honest. I said, "I don't want to, I don't want to do this shit." Like, I know that San Antonio was fun, but like, I I struggled, and I don't know if I want to do that again. And you pretty much sold me. And I think that's when you were honest. When you sold me to go the first year, you're like, "I had a great year," and this, that, and the other, which got me yeah. excited. And then the second year, like, dude, my first year I sold however many accounts and look what I did last summer. And yeah. I just looked at you, was kind of still hesitant, but 
I just took the leap and I said, I took the, the, the rule that my dad gave me of like, you tried it once, you didn't like it, small sample pool, try it again and figure it <clears> out. Yeah. And I didn't know it could get worse, but Virginia. <laughs> I still have. The reason I have a swearing problem to this day is because of I Virginia. still have PTSD, bro. So don't even. <laughs> I, I still, to this day, I see Virginia plates and I still shiver. Yeah, dude. And, but Virginia is where everything changed for me when it came to you and Braden. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Nick. Nick and I were going through our struggles and Virginia was an opportunity for him and I to spend a summer together, just him and I, and kind of mend our relationship. And so I convinced my brother to come out and do sales with us. And, you know, he lived with me, sold with me, stuff like that. But I struggled and Nick struggled a lot. And I was really stressing about it. I was really worried about it. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, you and Braden, I mean, you guys are some of the best salesmen that I've ever met. Like you guys are just, you guys just know how to do it. You can do it the right way. Um, and even though Nick and I were struggling, you and Braden took care of Nick. Like we didn't have money for lunches. I would text you and you'd be like, dude, you don't, don't ever ask me again. Like it's, it's not a ask for permission. You just say, I need this and you, you've got it. And you really took care of my brother. He's a, he's a good, he's a when good, I, when I he's couldn't, a, he's a good guy, man. Like <clears throat> oh, yeah. Virginia and I don't mean to cut you off, but like You're good. Virginia just kind of hit everybody by storm. You know, after that first mm-hmm. year in San Antonio, I had never recruited. I was, I mean, <clears throat> I helped recruit like you guys, but I was never like the sole recruiter, you know? <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I'm getting over being sick. Uh, but I was never like the sole recruiter. I never actually like reached out to guys that I had known from high school or, you know, whatever. I just, I was always there like as a reassuring voice, like, Hey, like I've done this before. I know it's hard, but like, it's super rewarding at the end of the summer. It's super rewarding when you look back at a year from now. And, um, I had, you know, like Zach Libert, I had recruited him to come out. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously I, you know, we got Thomas to come back out. We had you and your brother and, you know, Braden and, um, Caleb and, uh, Corey Allen, all those guys, like it, it was so hard mentally because we were going blind. We had us, us as salesmen, none of us had ever sold there before. So we didn't, we didn't know the scope of the area. I mean, you know, you had like the, the owners, so Colton and Preston and those guys, um, Kyle Worthen, that one weekend he came out <laughs> um yeah but all of us were going blind we had only heard good things we never heard about the saturation there before you know we just got done selling in texas which was pretty saturated but we all had done pretty well so we figured okay it'd be like another texas and that mm. summer just the amount of door knockers and people we'd run into and you know the consistent the consistent cop calling from you know whether it be active on us, us on active, fucking Moxie, Moxie dude, Moxie, oh. Moxie on us, Moxie on active, just like the amount of door. I mean, Moxie and active both had teams out there. If I believe it was 45, 50 guys a piece. So you got 400 door knockers right there. And then you got a bunch of ragtag eco shield guys. The 15 of us we mm-hmm. had, <clears throat> it just, it was just absurd. And so I knew it was tough. And like everybody was was struggling, and it you know peak of the summer, things are starting to look look you know look sour for us, and I just knew that. I mean, <clears throat> I I loved the owners, but at certain points I knew that it was kind of like every man for himself, and I I don't want to call anybody out or, or say anything negative because everyone you know everyone that was there has helped mentor me and you know helped me become a better person, but, um, it was just, it was a struggle. And I knew that even like, uh, Chris Keller, you know, guys like guys like, you know, him that would work their asses off, but see little results. It was just, you know, little things like lunches being paid for, or, you know, like no gas being paid for that week. Like it was just little things that helped guys push through the summer. Right. 
Yeah, and that with my brother, I mean, that was – you basically took the brother role that I should have been providing and I just didn't couldn't financially. You and Braden stepped up and took that role out of my hands a little bit and relieved a lot of stress off me. And You would have done the same I remember – <laughs> yeah. And I remember going into it and I – or leaving. Like the last day we had a little powwow up in my room of everybody because me – Kevin, Jerem. Oh, yeah, Kevin and Jerem. I forget about the Arizona boys. Um, I think we were the only three leaving that day. Yeah. And we had a powwow. And that's when I realized that, you know what, I don't care what happens between Braden and Kyle and me. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care what kind of beef we get into or whether disagreements or whatever it is. Like, these guys, these guys are going to be brothers for the rest of my life. And, like, you guys have – severely impacted my life in a lot of ways, uh, both financially and helping me with sales and getting through this dark times. But, you know, Braden, Braden with his ability to, well, you and Braden both, like I, I come from um, a religious background and I'm still very religious and, but you guys have, get, you guys have given me different worldview perspectives and different ideas and different ways of thinking about things and have have uh challenged me to in my beliefs and been like no why do you believe in what you believe in and why what is your opinions um about religion and then about you know from something as serious as religion to uh to sports like you me and Braden are constantly talking oh, basketball I, like I hate constantly. you guys fucking Utah fans <laughs> <laughs> gosh I'm scared oh. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's just that relationship that we've built over the last five, six years that we build on all the time. Um, and, you know, we keep in contact. We we play fantasy every every fucking year. And and Brandon seems to somehow always, always manage to win, kick our teeth dude, in, which is totally bullshit, bullshit, but whatever. Totally bullshit. I'm the, I'm the, like, I'm usually the one that's making the league, and somehow I don't rig myself to win the league. And Brandon just comes up clutch every freaking year. Whatever. I'm not salty about it, if you can't tell. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys have just... You guys have just been such a big crutch for me. Like, I, there was a time where I felt like I couldn't walk at all, like, and you and Brayden were always there. Um, there was a... You know, there was a moment in San Antonio where you and I were going through it with the, a woman women situation. Um. You know, you with the girl you dated at Western. She, 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 she did a lesson, doesn't, re- doesn't really matter. She who must not be named. Yeah. And then me with um, with another girl that, we, that I met at Western, and it didn't go well. And like, but you, me, and Brayden went on a drive, and we all kind of um, got all of our frustration and anger out. And, you know, when financially I wasn't doing well in Virginia, you and Brayden were always there, like, you know, we made that trip to DC and I'm like, I can't go. I can't afford it. And then, you know, you and Braden were like, Hey dude, remove your head from your ass and get in the car. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And like, <clears throat> you guys made those trips and you guys made those efforts to continue to improve my life when I was feeling down or when I was feeling stuck, like you and Braden were there. Do you, me. sorry, I don't want to cut you off again, but do you remember, <clears throat> you're good. You're good. Do you remember when I bought everybody nosebleed section seats to the nationals game? <laughs> Nat, the Natty game, and then and then they they were down. The Nats were down by like four runs in the ninth, and everybody left like oh, it was game over. So we just snuck up to the first well, baseline. We were there. We were there and the for Nats we freaking were there for won because of the rain. Remember, it rained forever. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, it was a, yep. it was like a Wednesday, and I was just I don't know what happened, but I was I th- I think I bought like seven tickets, and it cost me like twenty dollars <laughs> nosebleed tickets. <laughs> Yeah, and we, dude. Went, we went and parked in that parking garage in downtown DC and mm-hmm. <laughs> it rained forever. The game resumed back at like one or 2 AM in the morning. We, we snuck yeah. down and we were sneaking down the stairwell and the security guard just looked at us and goes, act like you've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were like, we were like four rows up from the dugout. Dude. It was awesome. And then, yeah, Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper. And then hits the- we got, we got in the big yeah. screen. Bryce Harper. 
And then the Nats, the Nats actually yeah. won it in the bottom of the ninth. Bryce it was Har- wild. Bryce Harper hit the hit the game winning run, and they won. We start walking back to the parking garage, and we were locked out. Oh yeah, you, dude! You Holy took a video. Cow. I have it somewhere in my phone, but you took a video. I've got it on my phone too. Base, base, <laughs> it pops up every once in a while, and I love it. Base, base, like three o'clock in the morning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like there were times like that where, like, it was just like Virginia was worth it for times yeah. like that, like. That baseball game, going to D.C., I went got to see my yeah. aunt and uncle in North Carolina. Like, it was worth it for that. But I owe a lot of my swearing to Virginia because that was, like, the coping mechanism that I that I had. Like, I remember Nick and I were getting just dicks slammed <laughs> in doors. Just, it was brutal. It was, like, 100 degrees, and it's, like, 2 o'clock. And I, I just, like, I'm, me and Nick are sitting in the car in the A.C., and I'm like looking, I'm like, I can't afford to be running the AC right now. He goes, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. And then mom, mom and dad listening, I'm sorry because this is but, – but I just like sat here. I, I was sitting there and I went, fuck. <laughs> and Nick goes, fuck. And I go, fuck. And, and we just go back. And I, Nick and I are just screaming the <laughs> F word in the, in, our, in the little fucking Camry. <laughs> then I looked at my brother and I'm like, that felt really good. He goes, it really did. And then from there, like now I have a swearing problem and I swear too much, but <laughs> I owe it to Virginia. I, a think, lot. I think a lot of us owe that to Virginia. Like. <laughs> um, so like that, that, those moments were the moments for me that I realized that you were always going to be a huge part of who I was as a person, like you helping me, you know, I take the, I take a lot of those attributes of how you helped me out and I try to do it. I try to take that and push it to somebody else. Kind of like, uh, kind of a pass it forward kind of thing. Like if it weren't for you and Brayden, I wouldn't have made it out of Virginia the way I did. And Nick wouldn't have made it out of Virginia the way you did. And but like, I try to just kind of pass it along yeah. and pass it forward in that situation. And I, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's great. That's a, that's a great model to live by. But like, <clears throat> I think you forget that you kind of started everything out too. Like, I mean, when we were all living at the apart, when we were all living at the, uh, in Western together, uh, there were, <clears throat> there were times where, you know, Grayson and I couldn't like afford to eat and you had bought a ton of groceries and you like same exact thing. We'd ask and you'd be like, dude, don't ask, just dig in. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like just mm-hmm. get the next round. Yeah. And then, you know, we'd, we'd rotate and then there'd be days where we just couldn't do it and you would spot us. Like, you've always been like that. You've always been the, the pay it forward kind of guy. And I've, I've tried to be my entire life because I, I really do enjoy helping people. And, you know, I've, <clears throat> I, I feel like, I don't know, it, not to kind of bring it back to religion, but most religions, you know, pride themselves off of uh, service and you know how can you how can you serve today or what can you do you know to make someone's life better and it's the little things that really matter it doesn't have to be a full-blown gift or surprise or you know whatever but just little little things that, that make people's days and you really you really helped our entire room out you know for the the year we were the, the two semesters we were roommates and so <clears throat> up until up until the time we left like i don't want to say that like i i leaned on you but like we everyone kind of leaned on each other and everyone knew they had to pull their own weight and when it was time to do something hard or time for someone to do something they they needed like i don't know how to explain it when when it was time for people to do certain tasks we just did it and it might have sucked but but right. it was our turn to do it and we just did it and it was the same thing in, in San Antonio and D.C. Like, everyone leaned on each other. There was no – there was not going to be any weak link. Like, if one person suffered, everyone suffered together. Like, we'd all come home and talk about our days. Like, dude, get, get this. This person did this. Or, dude, this person pulled a gun on me. Or, like, like the day I got right. – <clears throat> the day I got locked into the compound for the, the guy that owns the Wizards and the, and the, um, the Capitals. I got locked in this compound mm-hmm. for like two and a half hours and couldn't get out. Like just wasted my day away. Like I shouldn't have been in there in the first place, but like just stuff like that coming home and just venting to everybody and, and yeah, just leaning on each other for, for 
for positivity and just emotional support. Like it was, it, it was a big factor for everybody, and it still plays a big part in yours, mine, and Braden's relationships. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we were talking about it just earlier today. I mean, um, you know, the struggle that I'm it's not really a struggle, but just kind of I'm in a between a yeah, rock and a hard place and and I and you know, I value guys' opinion and so I'm just like, Okay, well what do you guys think? And like the the words that you guys you know, you don't you try to build me up and, and we try to build each other up and get moving forward and move past things and we're there for each other and like that's something that we're constantly doing that I appreciate more so than anything. Like I've got a select group of friends yeah. that will do that. Um, and you and Braden fall into that at, category. At the end of the day, easily. we're all just there for each other, you know, and <clears throat> the same relationship I have with you and Braden is the same I've had with Grayson and Jackson for, you know, years as well. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I've done a lot of bad and, you know, I kind of strayed off the path for a while and, you know, guys like you and Braden and Jackson and Grayson, all those guys, Thomas, have always been there. And, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, brothers fight, family fight. But we always find we always find a way back mm-hmm. to each other. And it might take yeah. time. You know, it might take a week. It might take a month, maybe a year. Who knows? But when you're as close with somebody as, as, as we all are, nothing could really tear you apart. And... Yeah. The struggles we've been through together just help build that that bond we have to where we could go a month without talking, call each other, and pick up exactly where we left off. And I feel that way about all you guys. And I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, Agreed. like vice versa, you know? And so, <clears throat> I don't know. It, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think about that. Yeah, I agree. And, but that's one of the things that I've really valued over the last, yeah, I don't know, five to seven years. Whatever that um, number is. Is that, yeah, whatever that number is, is that the value of that friendship, like, you know, you guys, uh, you guys and Brett and Draper and my buddy Tristan, like that's really, um, those are really the times like that I've, my relationships with those people, with you guys and them, like it really started to grow and it really started to build. And I really started to pay more attention to, okay, what kind of people am I keeping around in my life that, um, you know, are they, are they people that are going to take advantage of the fact that I'm a giving person and like, I'm willing to help you out. Um, and a lot of people have been like, Ben will help me out. I'll just ask Ben. I'll just ask Ben. And then when push comes to shove and I'm in a time of need, they're like, what and then they kind of ghost me or go or yeah. you know, they go dark or whatever it is and I've had people like that you know and um I, my main focus has always been my for the last couple of years has always been like finding those people that I can be there for and I can be you know hey man if you need me whatever it is whether it's advice support an ear to listen to um financial struggles whatever it is like if I can help you I'm gonna help you um, and to be able to get that reciprocated back, um, like it's a, it's something that I yeah. value a ton. Um, and you know, I've found a select few of pe- people who have done that and it's been a huge part and main focus of my life is finding people like that, just good people to have in my life, um, and to build that relationship with and to build that strength with. Um, and every time I come up, come across someone who's got that right. You know, the person that yeah. we're talking about today, um, over Snapchat, like that person is just a good person. And, and, uh, they have over the last couple of weeks have been a really, I open. it's been an eye opening experience and kind of helped me break out of my shell and my bubble a little bit and give me new ideas. And I'm like, okay, even if it's not, you know, the result that I'm looking for is not, what I desire, like a relationship like that's yeah. super important for me because like I've learned a lot about myself in the last three weeks that I don't know if I necessarily would have without that person. Um, and so like I can take away, I can look at those things and take away important aspects from that person, what they've taught me, no matter how much ridicule I get, no matter how much people are like, you know, that person is just, they're just dicking you over. Like they're just using you. I can, okay. I can see that that way, but you have to understand, like I've learned a lot about myself in the last three weeks that I feel like 
uh, I can I can use to better myself moving forward. And like that's something I find value in. And that's something th- those are relationships that I want to keep around so I can maintain to find the, that value in myself and in others and stuff yeah, like that. To, to kind um, of piggyback off that too, like <clears throat> think about how our conversation went today. Like we love you and we you know we know you love us and we're always going to shoot each other straight so the way we talk to each other is not going to come off like hey like this is what you said we think you should do like this is like it probably isn't the best fit we're going to shoot you straight like hey like like fuck that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this this is what's happening and we're here to help you see that and you deserve better you deserve a better situation you know you deserve to to you know be in a better, more positive situation that's going to benefit your life in a, in a, in a positive way. And so uh, that's one thing we've always been right. good at. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> just always telling each other like the bottom line, this is how it has to be. For sure. Um, when, you know, as, as we've kind of gotten closer and, um, I don't know how often you reflect back on, kind of our relationship or anything like that. But is there a moment in time where you realized or you thought like, you know what, like Ben and I, we're going to be, we're going to be brothers essentially for the, for the rest of our lives. Is there a moment that kind of sparked in you that kind of for, for me? Um, there was a few moments. Like, I don't know if you remember or not, but you and I, like we roomed quite a bit during our, your sophomore season, but my super senior season, whatever you want to call it. We roomed a lot right. because it was like the lower numbers and the goalkeepers together. <clears throat> and yeah, I don't know, just like a lot of it has to do with like those late night talks we always had and just like <clears throat> venting about whether it be, sorry, Jeff, if you listen to this, but coaching and, you know, different players on the yeah. team that, you know, uh, like, don't get me wrong. I, I messed up a bunch and I'm sure I got talked about, but like different issues that had to be resolved on the team and then, you know, back to girl problems and then real life problems. And, you know, just you and I being some of the only Wyoming guys that played on the team, like having that, that connection that, you know, we've, we've been around each other for a while and, um, you know, now we're playing at the next level or whatever you want to call it. Um, for guys in Wyoming, junior college is like hot shit. (laughs) So, guys yeah, in Utah step right. down, but Wyoming guys, it's like it's like we were first, second, third draft picks in the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> and so, there were moments like that where, like, dude, like I know him and I are going to be close forever. And then even just like li- living together helps solidify that. <clears throat> but I think just all the time we spent together, just knocking doors, and and not so much trainings, but like correlation when we would have certain correlations or even like car groups together just little things like there was no real defining moment it was more like little things that led up to like hey like this guy's always gonna be in my corner like like mm-hmm. even all the like you said like we mentioned the times in dc like all the adventures we had and all the shenanigans we did like there was times where i was like dude like i know he's gonna be he's a, he's a day one he's gonna be there for forever you know i could you know <clears throat> go off and start a family and disappear for a few months and come back and it's like we never left and <laughs> yeah for sure I think, yeah i don't know <laughs> this this wasn't like a real defining moment but <laughs> it's just one that kind <clears> of <throat> relapses in the back of my mind it was uh right after our playoff game and grayson hit the game winner and his buddies were up with us and we were all <laughs> we were all drinking in the apartment and stuff and <laughs> <laughs> oh you fucks i remember and this you like you could have ratted us out so easily because there was so many beer cans in the trash can and you just like acted like you didn't know where we were at or what was going on just covered for us like that's one moment that sticks yeah. out it's like dude he could have like we were close but you could have like you could have saved your own ass and and ratted us out and <clears throat> you know let bygones be bygones but you you didn't and I was like, dude, what a freaking, what a wizard, <laughs> you know, you and, and Landon too, I mean, Landon yeah. was there too, but like, it just caught you guys off guard and for you guys to kind of just deal with that situation while we avoided security was, was, was baller. <laughs> and so. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember, I remember that me and Landon were playing like Rocket League or something like that. And I'm like, here, I hear knocking at the door and then. 
backtrack and ever, for everyone listening, my room with <laughs> Kyle, that really, really that whole hallway, we pretty much had like an open door policy yeah. essentially. Like we all knew each other's door codes. We all knew each other. Like we all knew like, Hey, like just knock three times, make sure someone's there and like just walk in and announce yourself, stuff like no that. No privacy. And so like there was a knock on the door. No privacy. Um, yeah, at all. <laughs> uh, there was like a knock on the door and I just, I was like playing, I'm like, come in. And then it's like, it's security. And I'm like, okay, come in. Like, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> and they're like, you need to come let us in. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm like trying to play video games while walking backwards. And I open the door and I said, yeah, come on in. And I'm like playing still. And, uh, I don't know what he was. Abby. Yeah. yeah Is that the Abby. one that knew Braden? I think Abby, I think Abby was there or it was cause Abby was the, uh, whatever they're the called RA. upstairs, the RA upstairs. And then we had that, whatever the weird kid that was RRA. And I don't remember if it, it was, was her it or was him. Abby because we had, we were all drunk as freaking skunks and we were <laughs> freaking out going up and down the hallways and we ended up meeting and we ended up going, going into a room that's that right. she was in. And <clears throat> I don't know how we found out. I think. I don't remember how we found out, but we got a text just saying, Hey, like security has been called, like get out. <laughs> yeah. And you sons of bitches didn't text me. <laughs> we were in the middle of hiding. It's <laughs> so I, I let him in and they, say, and they say, pause the game. And I'm like, I can't pause the game, but I'll stop playing and we'll like, whatever. And he goes, where is it? I know, I know you're, you're hiding it. And I go, um, my guess is it's in the bathroom. Just be, trying to be a smart ass. So they go in the bathroom and they look in the bathroom. I look at Abby. I'm like, I have no idea what they're looking for. I just sent them there. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what's going on here. And they're like, it's not there. And I'm like, I don't know. It was a joke. I don't know what you guys are looking for. And they're like, I know that there's alcohol in here. I can smell it. And I'm just like, oh, I've only been you here could, for 15 minutes. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and Abby's like, no, no, these aren't the guys. These aren't the guys. And then he's like, well, where are your roommates? And I go, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen him in the last couple hours. I'm like, my guess is, I saw you guys like 20 minutes ago. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I think they went to the store. They've been at the store for like an hour or so, but they were getting groceries for, for this weekend because we're going to have like a big party thing. And they're like, there's no alcohol in the dorms. I said, yeah, I'm well aware, dude. I got it. Like so, they just left, and then I called you right away. I said, "You <laughs> motherfucker!" <laughs> like, and you're like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "You can't." We were told all, we me. had already hauled ass down the Walmart down the hill by then. <laughs> we were at Walmart. Yeah, I knew that. I knew you were hauling ass down to Walmart. That was like the safe zone. Like, like if we go to Walmart, we no one will find we us. Didn't, we didn't come back for another like three or four hours. We we waited a while before we came back. Yeah, and then there was that was the and then like after you and Grayson sobered up, it's like I had it was like a mom moment. I like set you and Grayson down in the living room. You're like, I'm like, all right, listen here, you sons of bitches. Like, here's how it has to go. If you're going to have alcohol here, okay, let me know. That way I can come up with something more clever and I get, it doesn't make it look like I'm lying too much. And just don't leave it here. Like if you have it, great, but take it with you. I think Grayson had um, buried one of his cans in the bottom of the trash can. So if they would have dug through the trash, in they the bottom of the trash, the trash can, they would have yeah. seen that we had a, a half-empty beer can in there. Dude, and if I would have gotten caught with it, I would have lost know. my mind. We, I mean, we would have <laughs> like, we we felt so bad, but it was a moment of weakness. Like, we, like, I mean, it's like any college kid. Like, you win a big game and you're excited and, you know, we had, yeah, I mean, we oh, yeah. drink at all, at all during season. And then <clears throat> his buddies who are 21 come up and we start celebrating. And next thing you know, you got Grayson and Kyle drunk as skunks and <laughs> Logan and I, or yeah, Logan. And I believe his name was uh, Sanjay, Sanjay. <clears throat> yep. And yep. We're, yep. You know, all having a good time blaring music. Like, it was only a matter of time before we got caught, but thank, thankfully you were there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, it's one of the, it's one of those it's one of those defining oh, yeah. homie moments of like, you know, you don't have to you don't have to like know to tell the lie. <laughs> you just are like, okay, this is this is the moment where I lie yeah, to cover yeah, your ass. <laughs> um, I I want to talk a little bit about uh you and yeah, the absolutely. fiance. Um, 
kind of how did how did you guys so how did you guys we meet? Met it, so when Braden and I first got to Fresno, um, her and I met, went on a few dates, and um, it was good, man. Like it was, I don't know, I <clears throat> I wasn't really looking for anything. I I guess I can backtrack. I um, that first year when Braden and I were there in Sacramento out to East Bay and then down to Stockton when we were doing solar out in California, we, um, we, we both had started dating women before we left and relationships were good and, you know, distance, we were making it work. Um, but then we came back that next year and we were both promoted to, we were both like area managers of the year round team. And so we had a team of like, like 10 dudes and, we stayed out there and managed you around, you know, help train guys up, put on a few accounts, install a few systems, and, uh, you know, life was good. And then we were in Sacramento, and COVID hit, and, you know, it just, things kind of fell apart um, for my, with my current relationship at the time, and I wasn't really looking for, for anything. Like, I, I had just been dating, doing long distance for... I don't know, a little over a year, and I knew, you know, I knew I was going to Fresno, but I was not going to be living in, like, I didn't think I was going to be living in Central Valley for more than a few months, um, but right. I, I met Maddie, and, you know, we started going on dates, hanging out, and, you know, once or twice a week hanging out turned into, you know, every night I got done knocking, I'd go straight to her place, <clears throat> and, you know, twice a week we'd go on a date, or go get some food or whatever. And, and then we started, started consistently, I I mean, I don't want to sound like a typical like high schooler or whatever, but like we never like you asked me out, I asked you out, like now we're a package. It was just like, we were seeing each other. Um, Right. And so we've been seeing each other for a few months and then I, I was in charge of, you know, 15, 20 guys in Fresno. And so it became a conflict of interest where I was, you know, I wasn't able to manage my work schedule with my, my love life. And it was taking a toll on her because, you know, we went from seeing each other every day to where I was like, okay, well, I need to take a step back and manage my guys. And it was kind of like a, almost like a DC situation where I had guys that were just kind of sinking and I knew that I would have to carry them past the, past the finish line, you know? <clears throat> and so I started right. going from seeing her every day to seeing her maybe two or three times a week. And it, you know, it affected her cause she just got to have a long relationship and it, uh, we took a break for a while. Um, and a few months later or like two months later, we, um, got back together, started talking, and we found out we were pregnant. Um, and she was about a month, a month or two ahead, or long. I don't remember the exact number, but I had mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had gone out to Alaska with my dad and my youngest sister, and my dad was hell-bent on moving from Wyoming to Alaska, and I was in this mindset that, you know, I was the exact same way. I was like, hey, after the summer, like, I got nothing kind of holding me back, nothing holding me here. And uh, I'd want to maybe go to Alaska with him. And then, you know, Maddie and I reconnected and found out we were having a baby. And it uh, it was one of those moments where, and I hope this doesn't sound too bad, but, like, she kind of gave me an option, right? Like, hey, look, I really care for you. I enjoy being with you. The fact of the matter is, I'm pregnant. Now you can do one of two things. Go. You know, not be involved. And that'll be it. Or we can try dating and have a relationship these next few months while, you know, she's pregnant. And if it goes well, then awesome. And we can start this thing off and and start a family. And, you know, not once did I think about running. Not once did I think about, Mm -hmm. well, I'm just going to disappear. Like, I'm never going to see this child kind of thing, you know. 
my, my my mind was right. Hell yeah, this is what I want. I mean, you've known me for how long? Like, right. I've always talked about having kids and always talked about having a family and <clears throat> being a father figure. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm three years in now, and I still have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not anything like what I had expected, and but it, it, it in a good way, in a positive way. Like it's it's hard. It's you know your life mm-hmm. goes from solely being about you and your loved ones to just being about your loved ones, and you'll do almost anything you can to to make sure there's food on the table for them and make sure they have heat and hot water and a warm bed to lay down in every night. And there's I don't think there's really any boundaries to you know an extent where you won't go and, i mean and i'm speaking right. from experience like i've been there i've done it you know there's really nothing i do i wouldn't do for him right and <clears throat> it uh yeah man it was it was a crazy turn of events but i'm i'm super blessed and i love i love where i'm at in life and i'm, I'm getting better at life and getting better at fatherhood and even getting better at not marriage like marriage to an extent but like yeah marriage you know like building a life with somebody what i i know that over the last two years um with job changing and moving across the country um you know car accidents (laughs) whatever it is like you guys have been this year your last couple years have been last probably year or two have just been hell for you um and, you know, you stay positive, which is something that I appreciate having an example in my life. Like I know, like things aren't easy for you by any means. Um, and you continue to fight every single day. And like, I take that and I see that and I'm like, okay, like shit's not bad for me. Like it's something that's doable, like it, it, and things like that. You have way more responsibility than I do. And like you, you're fighting every single day, which I appreciate you being an well, example I appreciate to it. me for that. Um, but what has it been like to have Maddie be the one in your corner through, you know, this last year and a half? Oh, so? uh, dude, it's it's crazy. Like <clears throat> when I was younger, and you know, when I wasn't, what's the word, endowed, <laughs> locked up. I always, I always had, you know, I always had the boys. I always had you and Braden and Grace and Jackson, right. all everybody, you know. <clears throat> but it's so weird because you're you know you guys have always been there for me but now i have this this female figure in my life that no matter what i do or say she's like literally till death do us part she's going to be there fighting side by side with me we you know and she can be sweet and innocent and then there's other times we're like you know she'll run her mouth as much as i do and you know me i run my mouth I run, I run my mouth <laughs> in situations that are almost impossible to get over to the biggest, the biggest guy, you know, at the, at, at the bar. You're, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're, you're a big, <laughs> scary dude. Because if you were me, you'd get your ass kicked way but more But you know often. what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy to kind of have that, yeah, you do. that support and, uh, and that kind of like un, what's the word? Unfaltering love. To where even if I go mm-hmm. and mess something up just monumentally, she's just there. And, you know, it's a learning lesson because she is a mother. So, you know, I, I get mothered sometimes, which is fine. For those of you who don't know, I didn't really have a mom growing up. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> to have her in my life to, to give me that support and love, like, hey, look, you fucked up, but, like, it's all good, you know? Life keeps going. And... <clears throat> Right. I think what helps a ton too with my positivity is like, you know, I've done I've done a lot of bad in my life. I've done a lot of good, but I've also done a lot of bad. And you know, as long at the end of the day, as long as you can look yourself in the mirror and you know, tell yourself with a like a clear conscience and a and a and a smile on your face and say, Hey look, like I'm trying to be the best version of myself. I'm trying to do what's best for my family. You know, like you can sleep soundly at night. And there's been times where I haven't been able to do that. There's been times where I, I can't look myself in the mirror because I don't like what I see or I don't recognize who I see. And so, <clears throat> you know, you go out the next day and you try to change that or you do one thing in your life that's going to help put you back into the person that you want to be. And 
a lot of my positivity does come from my father. He, you know, raising three kids, you know, in a marriage that was failing. And I mean, <clears throat> lived in a hotel for a year and a half while we attended school and, you know, looked, looked on us from afar while my mom was out getting belligerent drunk. <laughs> I, if she hears this, then I'm going to have to answer to a phone call. <laughs> but like, this is, this is, this is the honest truth <laughs> from, from my perspective. Like my father was and still is the biggest role model in my life. Like some people might see him and think, Hey, like he doesn't show enough affection or Hey, he isn't, you know, doesn't say I love you enough or whatever compared to most people. But my dad was always the guy who was no matter what I did, no matter what I said, no matter who I said it to, he was always going to be there for me. And, you know, there was times where like he slept in his car sometimes just to make sure we could afford rent and, or make sure that we could afford to, a place to live and food. <clears throat> he was at work by three thirty every morning and would come back at eight, nine o'clock at night. Like, and he was always positive about it. Like, was he tired? Yeah. But the dude was a machine and was always positive and was always there to, to hang out with us and to cheer us up and, you know, make sure that he raised us right. And I think a little bit of that rubbed off on me because at the end of the day, like I said, like if you can look yourself in the mirror and be happy with what you see, then you're doing something right. If you can't, then change something in your life. Always, always be positive. Like there's no point in being negative and, and digging yourself into a deeper grave. Just be positive, find one good thing out of it and, and grow off that. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a little thing. So I love it. I love it. Um, that's that's a good thing to to kind of close on. Um, I mean, that's I couldn't have said it better myself. Just there were times I kind of in the same boat where I don't like the person staring back at me, um, and to make the small change that you have to do to do that. Um, I know you shared a lot of wisdom in that last two minutes, or two or three minutes or so, but. I want to give you another opportunity to see what kind of Kyle Newshek wisdom you can pull up. Um, what's a piece of life advice that you could offer whoever's listening? Um, your future, you know, your kids as they get older and they start, you know, if they listen to something like this, what's some advice that you can give to those people out there uh, to help them lead lead a successful life? What um, that may mean to you? Oh, that's a good question. I I think the two biggest pieces of advice I could give somebody is always, always, always show love and compassion for those you love. And to kind of like what I was talking with you earlier today, like not necessarily wear all your emotions on your sleeve, but the ones close to you, the ones that, I mean, life is, life is short and you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And we as humans are always working to be better tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and always working to be better better people and better better lovers, better fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, etc. So always, always, always share your love with those that are close to you. And always, always, always just tell the truth. Be transparent and and help others in need. Like you do those things in life and you're going to live no matter if you're making $20,000 a year or $200,000 a year if you're if you're doing those little things in life showing love, compassion, being transparent, being honest, um helping others in need. Little things like that, you will live such a much more blessed life. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be religious, just more satisfied life, getting up in the morning, going to sleep at night, then you will if you if you do the opposite of all that. And and you show the negative emotions and and kind of let that fuel your fire. Um you know, I've had a few a few months you know uh stint where I was doing the exact opposite and I was not showing love and compassion. I was not being honest. I was not being truthful. I was not being the best comic that I can be and turn it around and I'm a whole different person. You know, you feel better when you wake up, you feel better when you go to sleep. And <clears throat> that right there will be 
all the difference in little things you do in life. You wake up happier. You do more throughout the day. You go to sleep, you get better sleep. You know, like little things like that will make life more enjoyable for you. I love it. Thank you, dude. That's, that's, that was awesome. That's good stuff. Um, uh, like I said, I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. Um, the example that you've been for me over the last couple of years and, um, you know, just being there for me, it's been huge. And, you know, having friends like you and Braden and Brett and Draper and having all those guys be in my corner. Like, I don't want, I don't want any other group of guys there. I might, uh, I might not be, I might not be the biggest you know, guy, to back I'm me up. going to be the one to jump in front of the fist for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's what I like to hear. You're all good. right, man. Well, I'll let you go. Take care. Um, I'm Absolutely. looking forward to a round two. Maybe you, oh. you, me, and Braden hop on all at the same time, we and we, we can shoot the shit. We try to, to do <laughs> <laughs> the old, the old podcast that never got off the ground. I love it. All right, brother. I, <laughs> I love you. I, I love it too, it. man. I'll talk to you soon, okay?